Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh Rohr. Welcome to episode 101. So we're going to jump right in with a powerlifting situation. And this is a great um, question. Take one athlete from any sport, from any time in history, instead of competing in their sport, they focus only on powerlifting. Who would have made the best powerlifter? Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to take Sherman's guy. Um, if you ever ask Sherman, like, who's his favorite athlete of all time, he's, he's going to say Earl Campbell. Um, Earl Campbell was a running back for the University of Texas and also for the Houston Oilers. And he had 36 inch legs and his waist, I believe was like right around 31. So each of his individual legs were bigger than his, his waist. So, uh, I think he would be a squatting machine. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I just uh, saw this picture as I, you know, came online and I was like, Ooh, that's such a deep question. Like that's going to have to be some, something that our listeners weigh in on. Because I am just like, hmm, so many Lost. possibilities I can't. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there's probably better choices there, but I just, I don't know. He, he was like one of those guys that on the football field was just very hard to tackle. He was just like bullying people almost. And if you let him like only focus on powerlifting, like it would be crazy what he would do, I think. So that's my choice. Earl Campbell. There you go. Right. So what's going on in the powerlifting world? Uh, so we had a, we had a zoom call with, um, basically it was an open invitation to anybody that had a pro card, um, just to kind of go over the format for 2023 and kind of get feedback. What we presented, I guess, was that we would, you know, reduce the pro series from seven events in 2022 to three events in 2023. Um, primarily because twofold, I guess, have more, substantial payouts at each individual pro meet, but also, um, force the competition to be head to head. Um, you know, like the way it is now with a couple of the UBU events, you know, there's a couple of people that went and did a meet uncontested and got first place points. Um, so they're ahead of lifters that they might've gotten beat by head to head, but because they lifted uncontested, they got points. So this, this kind of forces all the lifters to go head to head and, you know, still requires two meets to score, you know, one pro meet plus nationals. Um, but it'll be, uh, it, it'll be more organized. We, you know, we're already working on setting the calendar for next year. And, um, you know, that's the main difference. The second difference is, um, we're going to add a couple pro card qualifying meets. So kind of like the Arnold raw challenge where the best lifter earned their pro card. Um, we're going to get rid of the wild card spots, that were at nationals. So basically as it is to get your pro card at nationals, you just have to get top three if you're raw um, or top two, if you're equipped or bench only. And it was the same thing, but then there was also like five wild cards for women and like two for men. Um, but that got kind of confusing. So we're going to scrap the wild cards and move those to pro card qualifying meets. So it, it, it'll be a meet of its own where, you know, people will be going head to head and the best lifter gets a pro card. So even though it's not a pro series meet per se, it's going to be a super competitive and entertaining meet to, uh, uh, to see play out. So 
um, that's, that's the, the main thing with the format, you know, again, this is still being worked on, but it's what we kind of presented to, to the, the pro lifters that were online. And most of them seem pretty, pretty, uh, in favor of this format. Um, and then the, yeah, the other question and kind of thing we discussed was the pro series as it pertains to international lifters. Um, you know, as, as it was, I think we announced it last week, you know, the Australian USAPL Australia, I guess is having their, um, nationals in December, and they're also having their Australian open and the top two lifters in each weight class at, at nationals get a pro card. And then the best lifter of the Australian open gets a pro card. Well, the reason for the Australian open part is that any lifter from any country can join and enter that. Um, so, you know, we have obviously USA powerlifting Australia, but you know, if somebody from Canada wants to come and earn a pro card, they can come to the Australian open. And if they win best lifter, then they get a pro card. Um, now how that in, in, then ties into the pro series is once they have their pro status, then they would have to do a pro event and, uh, us nationals, if they don't have, um, if they don't have a affiliation of their own country and how us nationals would work is they would just enter as a guest lifter. Um, but then they would also be entered into the pro division. So for example, open lifters currently they're in the open division, but then also the pros are scored against the other pros by dots for the pro series. So even though they'd be a guest lifter in terms of us nationals, they would be in the pro division so they could still earn points for the pro series um, and potentially make it to the Arnold finals um, that way. Um, then the idea of like, the, you know, the kind of the three-year plan, four-year plan, et cetera, would be for each country that's been established for a few years to have their own pro series. And then the winner of that pro series from that country would come to the Arnold finals. So right now it's kind of gives options for both. It's kind of a two to four year plan ish, just depending how competitive a country is when they, when they come online. Um, so even Australia, for example, you know, next year they may not, you know, be established enough to have their own pro series so they can, you know, hold one of their own pro meets or like a pro am kind of like the Australian open where amateur lifters can enter best lifter gets a pro card. And then they can also have the pro side of it where, you know, you can get only pro lifters can enter that and you can still get points, um, towards the pro series and then come to the U S and lift as a guest lifter in the pro division. Um, it sounds confusing as I'm saying it out loud, but once we kind of get everything kind of written out, it'll make more sense. Um, and be far less confusing than it was this year. Um, but it gives, it gives a clear cut way for international lifters to get into the pro series and also to get their pro card. Um, so, you know, it, it will involve them traveling to, you know, a country that is having one of these pro card qualifying meets, you know, which Australia's going to have that in the fall or winter i guess and then you know the u.s has a bunch of them too so they could theoretically come to the u.s twice if they wanted to do that to get their pro card and then compete in the series um, but it gives options and, and as more countries come online this is going to be an option and more more countries um, hopefully get more international lifters and more countries online kind of a snowball effect so nice yeah so even though you're not part of the ec anymore you're still um giving back to the sport by being involved in this Yes, until uh, somebody else is willing to take the reins, uh, I'm kind of still, kind of still working on it because it, there's just a lot of moving parts and and to get, you know, it it is kind of a time commitment to manage all this and, um, yeah. yeah, if if anybody is interested, uh, definitely hit me up. Um, would love to have somebody else kind of take the reins on it, you know. And I'm not walking away, um, but you know, said I do got you got a kid on the way and things like that. I would like to step back a little bit and make sure I'm available for that, but. 
uh, for the time being, I'm still involved in that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of moving parts for sure. And uh, kind of complicated and and trying to make it that long range plan. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's actually a lot more simple in 2023 than it was this year. And I think once people see the format, because the other thing that people get confused on is like, you know, it's a little bit different criteria for raw full power in terms of getting a pro card than it is for equipped or bench only, you know, it's top three versus top two. Um, You know, why is there more pros that are raw? Well, it's because there's more raw lifters. Like it's, it's, it's keeping it roughly, you know, equal opportunity for, for all those divisions. Um, uh, One other change that that there's going to be, or at least that that we're proposing is to get rid of the masters one pro series, masters two pro series, et cetera, and just make it the masters pro series and use the age coefficient with dots. Um, That way we have, you know, one, a lot more competitive masters competition, but also same concept. We can give a bigger prize money to the masters winner than if we were giving out four separate winners. Um, Now, one thing that is being reviewed and Joe Mark Steiner is working on this is the actual age coefficient that we were using, um, which was the, the McCullough age coefficient, I think was developed in the sixties. And, you know, Joe's been working at it and looking at it and he said that basically you know people live a lot longer now than they did so it's actually pretty significantly different age coefficient um that we'll probably be implementing um and it'll it's probably going to be called the usa powerlifting age coefficient um but it's but it does kind of level the playing field because right now um you know somebody in their 70s gets a pretty big bump and they're really hard to beat and looking at the life expectancy now versus then you know a 70 year old you know, probably wasn't even alive in the sixties. That's, that's a stretch. Right. Um, but they weren't, they weren't competitive lifting, you know, especially off the data sample and stuff too. So he looked at the data from our current lifter database and which is a lot more lifters than back then. And then also looked at the, uh, you know, the, the age disbursement of those lifters and came up with a pretty good formula that I think is going to, going to work pretty well. I actually just, being a nerd, I kind of just looked up some of the top lifters off the top of my head that are all different ages and they're all right around like the same, um, Hmm. same age and dot score, which will make it pretty interesting. Well, cool. Well, do you want to move on to our TV intro songs, the power ballad part of. Yeah, we're on number four. Um, so we, we revealed everybody's number five last week. Uh, we'll go through everybody's number four, uh, starting with Wade Johnson. He has Gilligan's Island. Um, his, his reasoning, his defense of that was 50 plus years later, I can still sing it. So I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's true. That's a hard one to forget it. I think everybody knows it. Even if you don't even know what Gilligan's Island is, if somebody starts playing the song, you kind of start singing along. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's funny. I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, Cameron, ah, French name, Barolo. Cameron Barolo. Yeah. See, yeah. he's made that sound so easy. Um, had, um, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso theme. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm a, yep. too much of a nerd to know that one. Yep. I don't know that one either. Um, again, I said I would do my research and I did not. <laughs> uh, Joe House, he has Mission Impossible. Uh, the television song was used as a theme song in the movie version with Tom Cruise in the 90s. Mm. Okay. That is a pretty recognizable one too. Yeah, it is. I, so that's something I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a show before it was a movie. So hmm. I guess uh learn something new every day. Yeah, you know. Uh Don Dotson also had MASH, Suicide is Painless is the name of the the uh 
song. Boy, words are hard today. Uh, and she says another song that just directly connects you to the show. Yeah. So yeah, true. I agree. I think that's a, that's a good one. That was on my, that was on my short list, but it didn't quite make it. Um, Gary Jacobs had the office. This was also on my short list. Um, makes you want to get, get up and get busy. Um, I don't know about that, but it's, uh, it's definitely recognizable. And I think if anybody hears it, they at least, mm. it's at least familiar to them, even if they've never seen the show. Yes. And I'm a big fan of the office. So yeah, I am too. I love that show. Love it. Uh, Chris Peterson had family matters and he says he loves the classic eighties slash nineties music to that iconic intro cannot beat Urkel. Yeah. You know, I didn't have this on my list, but now that, now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, yeah, that is a good one. I can mm -hmm. still sing it right now. It's a rare condition this day and age reading the good news on the newspaper page. Um, I could sing the whole thing. So it's uh it was one of those shows I watched all the time. I love that show and definitely, definitely, um, definitely recognizable. And I think, I don't know, see, I don't know how many people are, would be able to sing it though. Like now, maybe there's more than uh -huh. I think, but like, I haven't thought about that show in years and I can still sing the, the intro song. So maybe it's, Urkel. maybe it's more, more than I, than I thought. Um, Stacy Metcalf has happy days. The Fonz, a jingle that you remember and get stuck in your head. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, that, that, sure. that was also on my short list. And uh, Kenya Calderon had a uh, teen Titans, not the teen Titans go one. It's the show you always watch while working on homework and pretending to be a superhero as a kid. Yeah. I never heard of this show uh, to be honest. So I don't, I don't know the intro song and I don't know the, uh, the show, but, they're looking through the list. Like there's multiple people that had this throughout. Um, mm. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I have to check it out. Uh, Andrew Cargill has attack on Titan season four. So I don't know if that's related to teen Titans. Um, it sounds like it's different, but it's rock and anime anime. Beautiful. Mm. I don't, that's his right. I'm assuming he's trying to say it, it's a combination of rock and anime and it's beautiful. I don't know if he was in a hurry when he wrote out his reasoning or if I just can't, can't interpret what he's saying. I don't know. Um, Eric Cordero had Dr. Who he said it was a timeless classic that when you hear it, you immediately know what TV show is about to play groundbreaking groundbreaking use of synthesizers. Wow. I can't talk today. Just, just go on. Got it. Uh, <laughs> will do. Uh, Cindy Yeager has happy days as well. Um, rock around the clock and her reasoning is Fonzie. Hey. Fonzie. Yeah. Harry Winkler. Who knew? Yep. Um, Amy Hutchison had Twilight Zone. Ooh, good one. So iconic. It takes only three notes to identify the show. Mm, so true. And I love the old Twilight Zone. It's awesome. Yeah, that was that's a good one. I think it, yeah. And so there's there's some there's some hidden gems in here, I think, yeah. on this list. Uh Bonica Brown has Bay Stars, season one, Wild Side. It's a jazzy fun song. B B E A S T A R S. B stars. B stars. I had never heard of it. Amber Riley had friends. I'll be there for you. Oh, good one. Cause good you know, one. I'll be there for you. Everyone claps when that part comes up. Don't lie. <laughs> so true. Yep. It totally is true. I, I, I agree. Um, that's a good one. That's funny though. I never really liked that show. Um, I don't know why I'm just, I just never got into it, but 
and I never liked the intro either. That always just annoys me, but it's always stuck in my head. Even now it gets stuck in my head and I, I know all the words to it. So if we're talking about TV intro songs, like, I guess, I guess you got to say that was a good one because I know all the words and I can sing it and I've never got into the show and never liked it, but it's, it's in my head. So nice. I don't know. Uh, Michelle Carlasio has the A team. That's <laughs> a good one. Um, what else but this song knowing something's about to go down? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Amy Pancake had Baywatch. <laughs> so 80s. It's her reasoning. Yep. So um, speaking of Amy Pancake, so she actually told me uh, her number one song in passing before I finished my list and I was going to put it on my list and it, it probably wouldn't have been my number one, but it would have been on there. But I, I actually left it off there because I felt just like uh, I didn't come up with it organically on my own. Um, I should have, but I didn't. Better, so, I, Josh. so I left it off, but, yeah. but yeah, Bay, mm. Baywatch is definitely, definitely a good one. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Toller had land of the lost 1974 version insanely catchy and campy what else would you want from an epic zany world building show that had a tiny tv budget yes <laughs> that's an awesome one i wouldn't have thought of that but that's a great one yeah i i so i don't know that i know that one either <sighs> gosh i know land of, so there's a there's a land of the lost that was uh it was I don't know, nineties or something like that. So he said the 1974 version. So I'm assuming yeah, it was old, obviously old one. Better. It was really bad cinematography. And it was like a lizard in a cave, like a walking lizard in a cave. And just, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird show. Um, so Josh Ward, you want to say yours? Yeah. So uh, nobody's going to get mine. Mine is Hunter. It was a cop show in the eighties. And the opening theme starts with the audience like staring down the barrel of a nine millimeter and it has rock and roll guitars. Um, Fred Dreyer and Stephanie Kramer were the actors. It was a great, great cop show. Fred Dreyer actually played in the NFL for a while and then he started, uh, started um, acting. Um, but it's a, it's a great, great cop show. Like you probably know it. Like, so McCullough, uh stephanie kramer she plays a character named mccall and she drove like this camaro that was like the coolest car um i mean it was it wasn't like super cool car it was just it was an it was a neat car and then um hunter drove like this old beat up crappy like i don't know big old boat of a car and it just i don't know it was just funny rick hunter was his name so uh hunter was his last name but it's a great show so, Laura, what's yours? Last but not least, um, mine is Welcome Back, Cotter. Um, just because, you know, welcome. It's, it's a great song. And it just brings back the uh, the whole, I don't know, was that late late 70s, early 80s? John Travolta? Boy, I was like eight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. There was a, there's a one I'm thinking of, too, right now. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy had a, a song by The Fray. Mm. And that didn't make my list and it should have, cause that's really good. Yeah. We could probably put together some like shoulda, woulda, coulda lists. <laughs> yes. That, that would be pretty good. Lots of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Can't, can't even talk. Okay. All right. So um, next week we'll go into song number three. You want the new lifter tip? 
All right. Ideally. Building strength and displaying strength you built are two different things. Don't underestimate the value of doing movements, accessories, and variations that you're not good at in order to increase your main competition lifts later on. Agree or disagree? Agree. I think that's one of those things a lot of people overlook is like, you know, as lifters, we always want to lift heavy squat, bench, and deadlift. Those are the things we're the best at. So as soon as the meet's over, like, what do you see people doing? They're back in the gym doing squat, bench, and deadlift instead of working on the weaknesses that they have. So, yeah, I think, you know, obviously you're going to appear weaker when you're working on your weaknesses instead of lifting heavy stuff. So, um, you know, I just think I, w- I would encourage people to not take that for granted and definitely spend some time doing those things. Um, working on those weaknesses, the, you know, the ranges of motion that are weak imbalances, any of those things. So especially the range of motion, we all kind of start to um, carve out our range of motion and sometimes stop working on it. And, you know, you, you still need the full range of motion. Everyone in as a human is supposed to still have this full range of motion. Yeah. Ideally. Um, yeah. We but, don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> because we like, I don't know, get after like 12. If one stops, people lose range of motion over time. Yeah. True. You ever see a baby squat? It's amazing. Uh, I will soon. Probably. I know, right. Yes, you will. And you'll be like, stop, don't lose your mobility. Yeah, no, that's one thing. Like I'm going to make sure they don't lose their mobility. That's going to be my, that's like my, my thing, man. We're going to, we're going to be uh, definitely working on that, mm-hmm. maintaining it. Nice. Yeah. Josh said that he was going to start stretching with the baby too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have the camera on, so I didn't know you were there. Until you, I just, your voice, I came. just got here. Yeah, very nice, awesome. I love the uh, the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think that does it for episode one hundred and one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram at PL Ballads Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email at PL Ballads Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. Later. I know. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.